and now it's Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you said when we gathered in your name that you would be here in the midst of us. We so appreciate you that you want to be where we are. We acknowledge your presence. We thank you so much that you're preparing us for your return. We thank you so much for everything that you're doing to help us to be ready to stand before you on that day. We give you all the praise and all the glory. He is so good and he is so preparing us for that day. We've been talking a lot about Matthew 7, 21 through 23, where Jesus is warning us that not everyone who says Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of the Father. And so he wants to teach us how to be in agreement with him, to be doing his will. And he was talking to me um, a couple of years ago. He said to me, I was kind of complaining about doing something that I guess I knew that I should do. And he said to me, he said, in the midst of my day, when I was thinking all these thoughts, that I didn't want to do this, and I was thinking about me. I wasn't thinking about his will, the person, the persons. You know, he cares so much for his children, and we really don't. And we got to have a heart for that. And he is showing me that. And so anyway, he said in, in the midst of me, I feeling like I wanted to do what he wanted me to do. He said, you will be richly rewarded. And, you know, in that, just just having the revelation of what he's thinking and how he feels is so, so precious to me. To know what he's thinking, that he would actually reveal his thoughts to me. And when he does that, when he shows you his compassion, it's not hard to come in agreement with him because, because he cares about that other person. He cares about those people that we don't really want anything to do with or we don't want to take the time to worry about whether they're going to go to heaven or not. And we are. We're so self-centered. And God was showing me that about myself. And I've learned so much just by knowing him and hearing his thoughts. And, you know, that is exactly what he wants for us. You know, and but we have this enemy and he's trying to keep God from us. And so he, he, he's working in that other direction. He's pulling us, and his ploy is our flesh. Because our flesh is so into what we see, you know, what we want, feeling good, not doing what God wants us to do. And how are we going to even know what God wants us to do unless we take the time for him to sit with him and find out what he's thinking? And when you do that, he, he is just with you all day long. When you take the time to care about what he cares about, then you're, you're starting to know his thoughts and his feelings, just like Corinthians says. And so what, what God is saying is, if we really knew him, and we knew how much he cared for us, and the rewards that he had for us, I forgot to read this too. I want to read this too. This is where all this came from today. Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I am coming soon. I shall bring my wages, my rewards with me 
to repay and render each of you to what you ha what he has his own action and his own works merit. And so let me read that again. Behold, I am coming soon and I shall bring my wages rewards with me to repay and render to each one what his own actions and his own words merit. And so he's bringing a reward with him. And that was the same as him saying, you will be richly rewarded. And we care about what he cares about. And we're not spending this life here as if it's eternity, but we're looking to him. And we're knowing that there's a life past this life. When we have that understanding, that revelation, that we're here for a time being, and the time being that we're here is to care, to actually care about each other and care like God cares that we don't go to hell, that the people that are around us don't go to hell instead of having the attitude, well, I don't care. I just care that I make it. They have their choice, but they don't know the choice they're making, God is saying. They don't understand. And mostly because we haven't shown them the truth. We blend right in with them. And God was saying that our flesh, I started to talk about, our flesh is so dominant. You know, in the world, it is everything about um, our, our external satisfying our external um, desires. And so in that satisfaction, the enemy um, using, using that to satisfy us, the enemy uses our flesh to control us because that's his only way in. He tries to get us to live by how we feel, what we see and what we can touch. And to live in the kingdom of God, we have to give more importance to our spirit. We have to be spirit ruled and not flesh ruled. We can't be flesh ruled because our flesh is gonna lead us to destruction. But our spirit, God's spirit in us is going to lead us to everlasting life. He's going to teach us. He's going to correct us. He's going to train us. He is our advocate. He, he is going to teach us and remind us of the truth. And so that is what we need to follow. And if we don't follow his instruction, we're going to just follow our flesh. We're going to take that easy way. And we blend in with the world and we're not making a difference. We're not being that witness that God is calling us to be. And so actually in Matthew, I wanted to read. Matthew 6.19, do not gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures on the earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy, where thieves break in and steal. So Jesus is talking about this is just temporary. And don't, don't hoard up things here. Don't be so concerned with this life here. But instead, gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust can consume and destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, that is where your heart is also. 
And then he goes on to say that you can't serve two gods, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate one and love the other or love one and hate the other. Stand by and devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You can't serve God and money, deceitfulness of riches. So you can't do both. So if you're storing up things here on the earth, we're like the heathen. Jesus said, life is more important than that. It's not about getting stuff, but it's about his greater way of living, loving and showing others. Um, There's a separating going on. Either we're going to live in heaven with God or we're going to live in hell. You know, so many people think this is a religious subject, but it really is a matter of life and death. It's a matter of, are you going to heaven? Are you going to live with God for eternity? Are you going to go to hell? And God is saying, you know, the things that we're going after here are so temporary and so, so minute, so tiny, so nothing compared to the reward he has for those who would choose him, who would care about what he cares about, who would have compassion for others as he does. They're his children. If you have kids, then you know that you love all your kids and it wouldn't be your will that even one would perish. You love all your children. He loves all of us. And you, you want your kids to care about each other, right? You do. Um, he said, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap, and yet your father cares for them. And aren't you, much, aren't you worth much more than them? And then Jesus said, seek instead first the kingdom of God, his way of doing being right. And the things you need will be added to you. And so Satan is just having so much fun. You know, he's getting us to go after things, run around and try to get stuff because he knows that his trick is to keep us from God, to take us to hell. Because if we're so busy storing up treasures for ourselves and getting this and getting that, and, you know, our mind is just on fulfilling the lust of our flesh, then he knows we're not going to be thinking of God. And we're not going to be doing what we're called to do here. You've been given a gift, a talent on the inside of you to do his work, to bring people into the kingdom. And in this last day, he has something for you to do. Just like Noah named the animals, I mean Adam, and Noah built the ark, and everyone else's part, you got a part. It's important, and Satan is trying to trick you. He's trying to keep you from doing that part. We are to be preparing the way for the Lord. And he's going to be doing a great thing in this last day. And you want to be a part of it. You know, he tells me that he weeps at the thought of his children burning in hell. Those who won't choose him. Those who won't give him the time of day. It hurts him that we don't believe him that we won't take the time to get to know him so he can show us all the good he has for us. Ephesians 3.20 says that he has more for us than we can even ask or think. Super abundantly more than we can even imagine. And I felt like he was saying to me this morning, you have no idea the rewards because I'm like, okay, you want me to talk about this? What are the rewards, Lord? We're going to have crowns. I just know that. And it, it's not even, he just said, it just won't compare to what we're chasing after. 
our rewards with him won't compare because his love for us is so great. It's so extraordinary that we can't even understand it. He shows us a little at a time. The more time I spend with him, the more of himself he shows me. But he trusts those who trust him. It's a relationship. He's not a religion. He's not. He's your God, and he's asking you to choose to do right. That doesn't make him a religion. That makes right being healthy good for you, and he can bless you. But if we're not choosing the good, if we don't choose to have faith in him, it doesn't please us, please him, because then he can't do anything. He can't do anything if you don't trust him. For God so loved the world, he gave Jesus. If you would believe in him, you would have eternal life. And that means if you believe him, then you have obedience to the faith. Then you're going to obey the gospel. And when you obey the gospel, you're going to be blessed, blessed going in, blessed going out, and you're going to be preparing for eternity. You know, it it doesn't make any sense to live here and um, serve the enemy and serve your flesh and then think that you're going to be in agreement with God and want to move in with him one day. He said that. He said, many of my children, they don't agree with me. They don't have time for me. They don't know me. That's a big thing. He's a relationship. You've got to know him, and that takes time, just like any other relationship. And then he said, yeah, they want to move in with me someday. They hear some of my principles, and they don't agree with them. But then when you move in with him, how are you going to be in agreement with him? You're not going to care. You're not going to care. Well, you're going to care, but you don't care here. So then why do you want to move in with him? What I'm saying is right here and right now, you don't seem to care. But on that day, you're going to be sorry you didn't care, that you didn't pay more attention. And so I just want to motivate you today. Pay attention. Even if you are a Christian, you know, so much of the time we get born again, but we're not committed to believe. And the enemy tricks us into serving our flesh rather than serving God. And you can't do both. You can't. Matthew 6, 24, you can't serve God and something else at the same time. You have to be devoted to one and hate the other. The stuff, the money, all the things you're going after are not going to give you eternal life with Jesus. They don't have compassion for you, but he does. And he's warning us before he comes. He said he hasn't come yet because we're not ready. Read the word. Find out who he is, what he's thinking. Everybody's so upset that he allows stuff. He's not allowing stuff. I'm not going to get into all that right now, but we're not ready and we need to get ready. And it hurts him to come when we're not ready. So if you never ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, Revelation 3.20 says he is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, if you're going to heed his voice and invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. Now you can think about what dining means to you. I think of it having dinner with someone, talking to someone, getting to know that someone. That's what he's saying. And, you know, I was thinking about what we were talking about this morning. He's reminding me. He's saying we're into all these adventure movies. 
And right here, right now, we're missing our own adventure. There's heaven, there's hell, it's good, it's bad. And if we want to save people from hell, it's quite the adventure. And he's going to help us to do that. And we're missing that. We're missing all that by going after temporary stuff. That's just going to burn anyway. The earth is going to burn. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And we're just running in circles, doing things that don't matter. And God is going, hello, listen to me. I'm here. I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to get you ready. Pay some attention to me. But on that day, when that thunder hits, and the sun turns dark, and the stars fall from the sky, you'll have, you'll have your attention, and it'll be too late. Pay attention now. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then I want to say that prayer with you right now. And all you have to do is believe. He got on the cross for you. He gave up his life so you could have eternal life. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He shed his blood voluntarily for you. Case go to Acts 10.38. Said he went around doing good, healing all those especially harassed and oppressed by the enemy. The enemy is harassing us and oppressing us. And if you don't know what's going on, then you don't even feel that. But if you do know what's going on, you can feel that he knows the time is near. Jesus said to tell everyone the hour of Jesus has come. I heard him knocking. I asked what it meant, and he said he's on the other side of the door. I'm working on a book, and I'll let you know when I got it done. And he's revealed so much truth to me. It's so exciting, and I am to share it. And he truly is coming. And I don't know the day or the hour. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying he's giving us plenty of time to get ready. He said, I'm coming, get ready. I'm coming, get ready. I just feel his presence really strong right now. He is truly coming. And you know what? If you act like it's tomorrow, you'll start getting ready for tomorrow. But if you're thinking, oh, I got time. I've heard that forever. The reason you've heard it forever is because you're not ready. And if you're thinking you have time, then you're not going to have time. But if you're thinking you don't have time, if you get on your knees and start talking about it, he'll make it real to you. If you give him attention, you'll know what I know. He's no respecter of persons. You got to take time for him. But I want to say that this is my call to help you to prepare for eternity um, with him. And what I wanted to say is that if you get ready like it's tomorrow, then you're going to keep getting ready. But if you're not getting ready because you think you have time, you'll never be ready. You'll be late. You'll be one of the five virgins. And you're going to say, Lord, Lord. He's going to say, I didn't know you. Am I acquainted with you? So I can open the door. If you don't give him the time of day now, then why do you want to give it to him then? Because you didn't care now. I don't know exactly how he feels about that, but I'm just saying, don't you hate that when some people don't want anything to do with you until they need something? He's a lot more compassionate and a lot more kind than I am. So I'm just telling you what the word says and a little bit of what I'm thinking right there, but Anyway, let's say that prayer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us and teach us, counsel us, instruct us, help us to be ready for your return. And we commit to be committed to you, to do your work, to do whatever you tell us to do. 
And to even know that we're going to be richly rewarded so much more than what's happening here, all this little stuff that is really nothing compared to you. Just our salvation alone, just living with you forever would be a gift enough. But I know you're going to reward us past that because you're so wonderful. You're so good. Thank you and praise you. So God is saying he has a word for us. Okay, Lord, what is it? He's saying, I'm coming, and I'm coming soon. And I want you to prepare because I am in love with you. And I weep at the thought of coming and you not coming home with me. Take the time. Get to know me quickly. Behold, I am coming. I am standing at the door. Wow. God is so good. And he's talking to me about standing at the door in my book. And um, I hope you get it when it comes out. So that was a good word. I just felt his presence really strong. You said that prayer for the first time. John 1 1 says he is his word, and that's how you start to know him. And then when you do that word, he manifests himself to you. Start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and find out who Jesus is. This is this is the New Testament. This is where we're living. And then let me know if you said that prayer. Thank you so much for listening.